0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Poetic Plunk. And on this episode, we'll be exploring a poem that was very much made famous in a hit classic. A hit classic where Robin Williams, the star comedian, also played a tremendous role. The tremendous role of a teacher at a boys boarding school where he educated them on the world of poetry. The poem we'll be exploring was in the movie called Dead Poet Society. So, if you do enjoy this episode, then go ahead and turn on the podcast notification and why not share it with a friend? So, let's get into episode 16. So there's four main aspects or themes that will play a role in this episode. The first two I've mentioned, one being the film Dead Poets Society and the other being the famed actor Robin Williams. The other two, well, one's the poem we'll be exploring and the other is the poet. And today we'll be exploring a poet who's considered as one of America's most significant 19th century poets. The poem we'll be exploring today, whilst written in the 19th century. As I said, it was brought to the masses' attention in the 1989 film Dead Poet Society, but we'll come on to that shortly. First, let's delve into the background of a man who celebrated democracy, nature, love, and friendship. The poet, Walt Whitman. Now Whitman grew up witnessing the hustle and bustle of 19th century Brooklyn, one of the most prominent New York boroughs. Very much from a working class background, Whitman received limited formal education in contrast to other poets at the time. And usually when exploring the lives of poets pre-20th century, most poets do actually receive a formal education and have been born into families with the means to pay for education and also travel to expose their children to new cultures. But Whitman wasn't one of these poets. He worked jobs such as a printer, reporter, editor, and even a stint as a school teacher. And one of the most significant events that needs to be considered in this period is the American Civil War, as this also had a tremendous impact on Whitman and naturally his poetry that he created. And during the Civil War, Whitman worked as an office clerk in Washington DC, the nation's capital. And during this time, and for the three years that Whitman worked as an office clerk, he visited soldiers during the little free time that he had outside of working hours. He invested time with the soldiers Helping them dress their wounds, and simply being there for the injured who needed company in that time. And this act of kindness, in my opinion, truly gives us a great insight into his character and what type of a man he was, without even having to explore his whole history, as he did this and the time that he had free, in the time where he could do whatever he wanted to do, in the time to do whatever he pleased. But in this time, out of anything and everything he could have done, he decided to be there for others that needed someone in their recovery, fighting for what they believed in. The investment of his came back with grace and aided his career. A goodwill paid off. And if you're a believer in karma, whether that's good or bad, then it certainly came back and gave him some good karma. Whitman's experiences during his free time of listening to and talking to soldiers of all ages and backgrounds led to a collection of poems he published in 1865 called Drum Taps. In this collection was Whitman's elegy, a tribute and hymn as such, for President Lincoln, who died earlier that year after being assassinated. The poem is called When Lilacs Last in the Dooryard Bloomed, Alongside this elegy sit numerous other poems of Whitman's which are studied nationwide in America to this day. Poems such as Song of Myself, I Sing the Body Electric, Pioneers, O Pioneers. And the poem we'll be exploring today, O Captain, My Captain. So before we hear O Captain, My Captain, I'd like to briefly discuss the film, Dead Poet Society, without spoiling anything, of course, as I'd highly recommend going and watching this film. Now, the film follows the charismatic teacher, John Keating, played by the legendary Robin Williams, and his return to a prestigious boys' boarding school in New England, where he was a standout student himself. Keating uses poetry in order to gain the attention of his pupils, and truly open their eyes to an art that they've never even thought about before, let alone invest their free time in. And the poetry enables students to break out of their shells and help them pursue their dreams, and honestly just give them more direction in life. The poem "O oh, Captain My Captain is used by Keating in the film from the very start, as Walt Whitman is his favourite poet. So he tells the boys to address him as, oh captain, my captain, as a tribute to his favorite poet. And the poem is also very relevant at the end of the film. But as I said, no spoilers, just go ahead and watch the film. There's no product placement here, by the way. Disney have in no means or manner paid me to promote this film in any way. It's just a wholesome movie that is an easy and lighthearted watch or well, you don't have to be in the mood like you would with other films, but you can just sit back and relax. But with all that aside, let's get into the poem. So without further ado, this is O oh, Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman. O oh, Captain, My Captain our fearful trip is done the ship has weathered every rack the prize we sought is won the port is near the bells i hear the people all exulting while follow eyes the steady keel the vessel grim and daring but O oh heart 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 O oh bleeding drops of red where on the deck my captain lies fallen cold and dead O captain my captain rise up and hear the bells rise up for you the flag is flung for you the bugle trills for you bouquets and ribboned wreaths for you the shores are crowding for you they call the swaying mass their eager faces turning here captain dear father this arm beneath your head it is some dream that on the deck you fallen cold and dead. My captain does not answer, his lips are pale and still. My father does not feel my arm, he has no pulse, nor will. The ship is anchored, safe and sound, its voyage closed and done. From fearful trip the victor ship comes in with object one. Exalto shores and ringo bells, but I with mournful tread walk the deck my captain lies, fallen, cold, and dead. So I'd like to split the exploration into two parts. Firstly, exploring the poem itself, and secondly, I'd like to explore its relevance and use in the film Dead Poet Society. O oh, captain, my captain, is a tribute to the former president, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln being the deceased captain of the ship in this case. It's a story of victory and loss, and also one of grief and isolation. So let's delve into victory and loss. The poem starts with the victory, and the captain being handed his praise and adoration, This can be heard in the lines, The prize we sought is won, and the ship has weathered every rack. We're instantly presented with images of joy, relief, and happiness. But already, even halfway through the stanza, we're handed with a complete juxtaposition, a complete contrast of emotions, the protagonist here breaks off into almost an emotional tangent, not necessarily breakdown, but certainly shock. But oh, heart, heart, my captain lies, fallen, cold, and dead. They've barely begun celebrating the triumphs of victory and the fruits of their labour that they fought hard for. Loss. Was instantaneous. Now, upon doing a bit of research to find deeper analysis of the poem, I came across an interesting thought about the irony in the poem itself. The irony being that the celebrations within the poem are intended to celebrate and honour the captain, their leader who guided them to victory. But the captain is not actually there to witness the triumph of his leadership. And what his crew went on to achieve. The celebrations can be heard throughout the first lines of each stanza. There's bells ringing, bouquets, wreaths, and crowds cheering the victors on. This is a stark contrast to the latter parts of each stanza in the poem that emphasize the mortality of their leader and the person who captained them to victory. And this can be visualized with his body lying on the ship, cold, dead, pale and still. This imagery is extremely humbling, as with all these celebrations going on, you can just visualize what is a very vulnerable image of a military captain just being a body on a ship, like anyone else who's died at war. Because... Well, at the end of the day, as soon as anyone dies in battle, they're stripped of any titles or rank. They're just a cold, pale and dead body like anyone else would be. And this links to the use of the word you, because the word you is also very smartly used to hark on the power of emotion in this poem, because we know the captain is dead Yet all the signs of the celebrations are for him. And we see this in the second stanza. There's the lines, for you, the flag is flung. For you, the bouquets and ribboned wreaths. And for you, the shores are crowding. For you, they call. So through all of this, Whitman seems to believe that victory and loss are very closely linked in wartime periods, which, seems quite obvious, but I've never really thought about myself. Because at the end of the day, getting to a victory always requires the loss of human lives. Now, this leads us on to the relevance of "O oh, Captain, My Captain in the film Dead Poet Society. And the character Robin Williams plays in the film is the teacher John Keating. And he says poignantly at one point in the film... Now, as I mentioned earlier, the poem is used in the film virtually from the get-go, as Keating tells the students to refer to him as, Oh, captain, my captain, but more as a tribute to his favourite poet, rather than an arrogant remark that they should simply do so because he's on some sort of power trip. The poem is then used at the end of the film as a tribute to John Keating, with him, in contrast to the captain in the poem, Very much being alive and well. And we go on a journey throughout this whole film, seeing that Keating really brings out the best in his students and the boys. He wants to empower them to really think for themselves and follow their passions and dreams. Now, the boys are clearly in a privileged position with their upbringing, but not with the expectations that are put upon them their parents sending them to a prestigious school like this want their boys to grow up and be successful lawyers, businessmen, doctors and all that jazz. So being told by a teacher that they really need to think for themselves does come as quite a shock. And we see this in the film as to exactly how they go on to deal with it. Now, as I said, I didn't want to reveal any spoilers. But eventually in the film, the boys find out that at his time at the school, Keating himself was part of a legendary club called Dead Poet Society. And the boys go on to explore what that was and what it really meant and stood for. But at the end of the movie, we're all reminded on the power of poetry and exactly how deep it can embed its way into us. It's fair to say... Keating definitely leaves his mark at the school. So that brings us to the end of episode 16. Thanks for listening, and if you did enjoy this episode, then go ahead and spread the joy by sharing the podcast with someone you know. I find that whilst a lot of people may not know it or realise it, poetry in some way, shape or form has already had a significant impact on their life. And will continue to do so. And with that, I'd like to wish you all a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'll see you on the next one.